What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the GNC Fantasy Football Show this week. I'm your host, Greg Bowen. My co-host, Chandler Stepp, is actually out this week. He's a... Ha. I'm just kidding. Chandler's ha. here. Chandler is here. How are you doing most, today, Chandler? I am the most dependable <laughs> person you know, so don't even try. Yeah. Eh, you know, you're a couple minutes late, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, so... Today, you know, we're going to touch on some news as we usually do um, a little bit after that. We actually got quite a bit of news to touch on uh, in fantasy implications. And on top of that, you know, after that, we're going to do some of our um, bold predictions, if you will. We both have a couple that we're going to touch on and maybe even some honorable mentions if, if uh, you feel you feel the need to. One question I do have bef- for you before we start, why haven't we bought Madden yet? Yeah, I've been asking myself the same question. I actually got a text from uh, one of our league mates the other day asking if I wanted to play Madden that night, and my response was, I haven't bought it yet. I don't know I why. Think I, know, I think I know who that league mate may or may not be. But yeah, I, I don't know. I thought about red, I was uh, out shopping, grocery shopping. I almost got it at a, a red box just to check out, and I was like, wait. I don't rent Madden. I buy Madden. But yeah, anyway, we need to fix that. Well, you need to get your controller back. Um, that's true. Next week, uh, we're, our, we have our draft. That's some pretty exciting news for us. Oh my gosh. Um, we're going to have a really special episode, I think, the day after. We plan on doing kind of a draft recap, uh, draft breakdown, if you will. Look forward to that. And I'm hoping, uh, like I said, we one of us has Madden before that, so we can kind of have a marathon after our draft. I think we should definitely cap it off with that. Greg, after the draft, uh, I promise you, if you don't buy Madden, I will. And we are going to get wild and we're <laughs> going to Madden hard. Madden until the sun okay. comes up, baby. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, um, this is one of the only years that I can remember, especially as of um, the last three or four, at least, that I haven't gotten it, you know, bought it the first week. But uh, before we jump in anyway, we, we are going to do our quick huddle. And I've got the quick huddle for you this week. Are you ready? I am so ready. Huddle up! Huddle! Huddle! Okay. Quick huddle this week. Of the potential first-round players going, so potential, there's a lot there, anywhere from 1 to 15, 16 players you can choose from. Which of those potential first-round picks have the greatest chance to bust this year? And this is based off, you know, where we expect them to go. Their ADP, right? Right, yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, there's a, anywhere from one to sixteen I, in my head that I, I that who are would be considered. Our league runs twelve, you know, twelve, uh, twelve picks. We have twelve teams, so I mean, uh, ADP it it, it it's going to fluctuate for a lot of people, you know, or, or that those first twelve picks are going to fluctuate for a lot of uh, leagues. I'll, I'll tell you mine. Mine right off right off is. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people take Brown in uh, in the first round. I think in our league he could go in the first round. But for me, I, I think he has the greatest potential to bust, depending on where he goes. And, and by bust, you know, I don't mean that he's not going to finish potential, you know, top 15 or, um, you know, even top 20. But if you're taking him in that for those first 12 picks, yeah, he finishes outside that top 15. That, that in my mind, you know, you, you paid – way up for um for nothing there and the reason i say that uh, ab comes back to Derek Carr. we've talked about it 
Um, I, I think a couple weeks back, we talked about how we don't really trust that uh, Derek Carr, that offense. So that that's my pick. I, I like your Brown. pick. I don't think he's actually going to go in the first round in our league simply because of the only person who would take him. It has the third pick, and I hope he's smart enough to avoid Antonio uh, Antonio Brown at the third pick. However, my pick is going to be a guy who I also doesn't believe, who, who I do not believe should be going in the first round, but he will. In our league, he will for sure go in the first round, and that's James Conner. This could, this could relate back to the PTSD I said I had regarding drafting Le'Veon Bell last year, but I am sure. not high on James Conner. They are going to be using Jalen Samuels all over the football field. It's going to be more of a tandem. You're going to see him split work. James Conner may edge out the majority of that work, but Jalen Samuels is going to get his share. I haven't seen enough of James Conner to be confident drafting him in the first round. There are too many other players that are available. So James Conner, my pick, I think he has the greatest potential to quote-unquote bust uh, being drafted in the first round. Staying away from him, I wouldn't take him there. Very afraid. Right. No, I, I I slightly disagree with you, but you know, Liz, if you're listening to anything that the team and the coaches are saying, they're saying exactly what you are, which they're going to utilize both running backs. I by the by the time the season ro- rolls around, I think that may change and it may be more Connor, and we may see. I'm I, I'm thinking we're going to see much of the same potential that we did uh, or production that we did last year. And but I, I could be wrong because like um, like I said, the team's coming out saying they're going to utilize both. But I think it's a good pick because you you see them a lot a lot of times going um, in the middle to the back half of the the first round. So um, I mean that's a high that's a high price for anybody like that. Um, but get into some news here. We have a, a few uh, news st- stuff. Did you, were you were you done with that? Anything else you wanted to touch on with that? Oh, regarding James Conner, other than the yeah. fact that I think he's going to bust no. Okay. All right. Great picks, I think. Uh, moving on to news, I'm going to start off with uh, Kenyon Drake. You know, yesterday he left practice early. Today he was uh, reported seen walking around with a boot on his foot. And that's really great news for any Kalen Balazs fans, which, uh, you know, I was big on uh, whenever, you know, for his draft price. I thought that maybe he could emerge even with Kenyon staying healthy there. But this is even, uh, you know, this is a better situation now. Green light go on Ballage. Yep, absolutely. Um, Cooper, that's Amari Cooper, dealing with some foot issues. Not exactly sure if that's going to, you know, turn into something that's definitely something to monitor. Uh, but, you know, him and Zeke being out, that's ugh, not looking great for the, for any Cowboys fans or any any potential dynasty owners uh or maybe you've already drafted and you have cooper so something to monitor there uh does that does that worry you at all at the moment i don't know if there's enough information out there to be super concerned about amari so right now i'm not even going to take it into consideration if we were to draft today i'm going to draft him exactly where i have been drafting or at least have been targeting him so at the moment no. So he doesn't take a bump, or, or not a bump, rather. He does. You don't. He doesn't go down in your. Not, not in my list. opinion. Okay. okay, just something to keep a check on. Uh, now this, uh, this will likely <laughs> have a negative effect on on your uh, where you're taking him. I think Andrew Luck dealing with a high 
ankle sprain problem. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's, that's all every Col- uh, Colts fan out there, any luck owners, and again, in Dynasty or anybody who's any leagues have who have already drafted. This is this just sucks for lack of this a better word. Te- I mean, it's, this is terrible yeah. news. I am so sad, not only for luck or the Colts, but also. Like you said, Colts fans, this was supposed mm-hmm. to be a year where we all had them, you know, projecting to do very well. And it, and it concerns you regarding, you know, people like T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I agree. Not everyone on that offense will be affected. I think a couple people like Marlon Mack, for example, will get a bump. But T.Y., absolutely, I, this will affect that. Um, you, Brissett, the backup, correct? Um, that... That's a big knockdown from from luck. So, so does are you, are you taking how far how far back? I mean, you know, I think Hilton's going right now. Still at least ADP back of the second, beginning of third. So you thinking middle of middle of third, even even uh, knocking down even more than that so for you. Even if luck is at eighty five percent eighty percent but is somehow able to play all sixteen games I'm not gonna knock ty so if this if this is something if this is a type of in- injury that you can manage and that he can continue to play with this injury I won't knock ty what scares me is if he starts missing games at the moment I'm not gonna knock ty I'll still draft him where he is based on what we know because an 80 percent Andrew luck is still better than 80 percent of the quarterbacks in the league and I'll take him there I'll be I'll be comfortable confident what about luck though luck luck's been going too early for me to draft him anyway because I, I I do wait late sure. on quarterbacks therefore if he were to fall, to where to the point where I'm willing to take him, which he won't, even with this news, which is like the eleventh round, tenth mm-hmm. round. Um, yeah, I, I'd be more concerned if I was a guy drafting him, you know, around his ADP. I would be more concerned if I'm that type of guy. Right. Yes. And yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. He goes around. He goes pretty early. One of the first to come off the board, typically, in a lot of a lot of leagues. And yeah, I'm the same way. If He's not ever going to fall to the tenth or eleventh round, at least not that I foresee. If he ever did, which I never, I never do that. I usually don't rock two quarterbacks, but I would pick up Luck in that tenth round and then probably, you know, have a, you know, go ahead and have my second guy, like a Lamar, which, like I said, I don't Josh Allen, exact, ex- absolutely, yes. And you know, I don't, I don't typically do that, but, but in this situation, I, I feel like I would have to. Um, Antonio Brown. Showed up for camp yesterday. Praise the oh. Lord. The <laughs> He's going to wear the new helmet, I guess. He said he will play after saying, you know, uh, over the weekend, saying that he was going to retire if he couldn't use his 10-year-old helmet. Ten, let me repeat that, 10-year-old helmet. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of what I expected at first. I thought maybe this was going to – turn into something more than it was at first i was thinking it was a publicity stunt to kind of retire early you know maybe he wanted to i saw some people kind of say that and i was sort of thinking that as well he want maybe he was doing this to go ahead and retire go out on top with the steelers and and not have to deal with the raiders but um are you worried about ab at all yes i'm worried about ab you give a diva 
$30 million. Well, now you got a rich diva. He reminds me almost of Homelander from The Boys. So I'm very concerned about AB. What What about fantasy-wise? It, it, I mean, after all of this um, mess, I mean, is is he about the same after all of it's said and done, um, after they wrap up this drama? Or does does it, this actually have a negative fantasy impact for, in your mind? He's going around the second round, and... Right. If he fell to me, I would draft him because he is a B. He's at least going right. to get the opportunity. I don't think he's going to sit out games because he's such a big diva. So because because of that if you have the ability to get Antonio Brown on your team, I almost think you have to because of who it is. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, for for me, stuff like this. Um, makes me not want to draft a person because I'm, I'm like, uh, you, you know, that just annoys me. I don't want you. I don't want to, I don't want you on my team. I don't want to deal with this stuff, especially anything that that could arise throughout the season. So, I mean, I, I th- to me, I, I think it's possible that, you know, it's unforeseen, but maybe something arises like this in, in the future. But, um, yeah, he, at least he's back at camp. We're going to see him back on Hard Knocks, which I, I still haven't watched the episode that came out yesterday. I will be watching that after we wrap up recording tonight. Looking forward Same. to that. Looking forward to that. I actually forgot that it came out yesterday. I was thinking Wednesday nights. And, um, yeah, I was in bed. I was in bed early last night anyway. But also, uh, in other news, McKinnon is expected. And this is uh, McKinnon running back for the 49ers, expected to start on the IR for the 49ers. Uh, that's not that's not good for Mr. McKinnon, but it could be good for that backfield. You know, I, I talked about a burrito uh, a couple episodes ago, maybe even last last week. Um, I'm a big burrito fan. This is definitely a, a bump up for Coleman as well. So, just watch the situation, I suppose, and and see. I don't I don't think there's a third running back that that can kind of move up for this. I mean, uh, Mostert, I think, is. Um, probably the the fellow to take that third back role but i don't i don't think mckinnon's in any danger of, of losing that what what are your implications on that i'm terribly sad for mckinnon i was a big mckinnon fan i don't think he's in danger of losing his his projected role he may be projected to start on the ir week one but he'll be back he'll be back early i'm assuming you know before week four He's had all off season, all of last season to get past this injury. They they could just be overly cautious. He's still he's still not a guy you're going to be drafting anyway. Right. He's a waiver wire guy. So fantasy implications, still keep your eye on him. If Breida goes down, if Coleman goes down, his opportunities rise significantly. Right. Um, I'm with you. Um, but that's pretty much all that, you know, that's some news highlights from this past week. Um, so now we're, unless you have anything that any other, anything you want to touch on before we move along? No, there's nothing uh, I need to touch on now. We can go ahead and get to our bold predictions if you'd like. Yes. Let's jump right in. So what we're going to do just to kind of, again, touch on uh, how this is going to go. I, we have both uh, two bold predictions we're gonna start. Do you would you do you want me to lead off or do you want to lead off? I want you to lead off. I don't I don't really I want you mind. to lead off, but, okay. I, but real quick I want to say these bold predictions are gonna be those that we're actually gonna track. So we're not gonna just sit here and give you bold predictions and just forget about them. So that way you know we're not just talking shit 
We're going to give you these bold predictions, and we're going to keep track of them throughout the year, give you updates on how they're performing and whether or not you know they come to life, or right. if we're just totally just ignorant of what we're doing. Right, and and also to you know we call we're calling uh, calling these bold predictions because I have, a lot of people would from the outside or even the mainstream would would read this and probably think, eh, that's outlanders. You know, that's why we're saying bold. I, I 100% believe both of these predictions, if you will, that what I'm, what I'm bringing to the table can happen. And of course we're going to go kind of go into that and and why we're thinking this, but yeah, I'll, I'll lead off. Number one, I 100% do believe Kyler Murray can and will finish as a top five fantasy quarterback. And I am, that's referring to four point leagues, uh, leagues where, Quarterbacks get four points per touchdown. Six points, a little bit different. But um, again, Kyler Murray, I, I think he can finish as a top five fantasy quarterback. Yes, even in his rookie year. I will start out by saying I'm going to, of course, everyone who knows anything about Kyler Murray knows that he's got legs, he's got wheels, uh, and he can throw pretty decently. Um, rushing quarterbacks in fantasy football are kind of broken i mean not only do they get the passing yards or the 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 you know they get the passing yards or the rushing yards but they also can rush rush touchdowns and they, they get passing touchdowns so sort of a cheat code in fantasy that um and, and i love i love rushing quarterbacks likely i won't get kyler murray on my fantasy team this year which sort of makes me sad i'm looking for more like josh allen who you know um Last year rushed the ball for around I think I think 600 yards or so, but that was the, the whole reason he was successful as a fantasy quarterback is um, the reason why I think Kyler Murray will be. On top of that, too, just to kind of touch on uh, some rookie quarterbacks who, uh, not really in similar offenses but similar styles of play, and starting off with. You know, I'll, I'll go all the way back to 2002, and I know you, you're thinking uh, that you know completely different NFL. I 100% agree, but I, I'm I want to mention it just because I, this player is one of my favorite players of all time, and I have a pretty fun stat about him. But Michael Vick finished the number two. This wasn't his rookie season, but Michael Vick, his first full season, um, he finished as the number two fantasy quarterback uh, on the back of his rushing yards. Uh, first of all, did you know that Chandler? Like, I mean, I'm sure you did. You, that's something you imagined. Mike Vick, you're a big Mike Vick fan. It's, it's not something I knew, but I'm not shocked by that stat. Because I remember as a kid waking right. up, getting my ABC Chef Boardy ready, sitting down at 1 o'clock, getting ready for the Falcons game. So pumped about Michael Vick. Doesn't shock me sure. at all. Yep, absolutely. I found that out, did, did a little digging, and I wanted to just go kind of go back. The reason I even brought that to the table was because I was like, hmm, I want to go back and just look at some stuff on Mike Vick. Well, I'm gonna, I have another Mike Vick stat. Flash forward to 2010, which is more recent, um, kind of more closer to the NFL that we are today. When he played for the Eagles, he only played 12 in 12 games that year, and he finished as uh, the number one running back, or excuse me, the number one quarterback in fantasy that year. Now that's that's pretty unreal. Uh, but some some players that and are more recent and more relevant to back what up up what I am saying. Robert Griffin III. He finished as the number five quarterback back in 2012, his rookie year. Now, listen to this. This just shows you how 2012 was for that the fantasy rookies. Um, that was Luck's rookie year. He finished number nine, which, you know, Luck can move around. He is a mobile quarterback, not quite like Murray or, or even Griffin III was. Um, 
But also that year was uh, Russell Wilson, he, which he finished number 10 in fantasy, as the, uh, the number 10 fantasy quarterback that year. So, um, and then on top of that, you have Cam Newton, who finished number three his rookie year. And then Dak, he finished number six his rookie year. On top of that, I think Kyler, you know, these some of those names that I tossed out, they were going into systems that weren't really um, built and ready for them, right? They didn't have a foundation or they didn't have a – or they, they had foundations, but they didn't have a, an offense that was kind of made for them. I think this – coming into this uh, Kingsbury offense, it's sort of going to be built around Kyler Murray. It's going to be friendly to him. Um, you know, I, last year Kyler threw for over 4,000 yards and rushed for over a thousand yards there's not a lot of stats that are sticky from college to the nfl if you will but one one that that always is i think anyway is, is the rushing i believe that always translates to the nfl and i don't think that's you know i don't think that's going to be any different oh yeah and, and if you didn't already know the four thousand yards passing the one thousand yards rushing he's only the second player to ever do that in fbs history um, that's pretty big, but, um, I know there's a lot <laughs> kind of tossed a lot there, but I did a lot of digging. I, I really like the, the Mike Vick stats. Like I said, one of my favorite players to go back. Um, and maybe that's so, maybe that's the reason I'm so excited about Kyler. You know, I, I, I love the really explosive, like you don't know what's going to happen, you know, kind of like Mahomes. I mean, can kind of do, I don't know. The, he, he can kind of do the impossible at any time. So I'm, I'm excited. So I think he's going to finish top five. What do you think? At the beginning when Arizona decided to give up on Josh Rosen uh, and start targeting <clears throat> Kyler Murray as the number one pick in the draft, I, I was very skeptical. He's a small guy. I mean, I think he hit 5'10 uh, at the combine, like height-wise, and I think he clocked in at 200 pounds. That's something I don't buy. Lies. Lies. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's <laughs> yeah, closer. I, saw that. I think yeah. he's closer to five nine, one eighty five, which is fine because, like right. you said, one thing you can't teach is you can't teach legs, you can't teach athleticism. And this kid is an athlete. He could have gone pro in uh-huh. baseball. I mean, this kid is an athlete. I have been growing higher on Kyler Murray. He he is climbing up my board. I still don't know if I'm willing, just based on where he's going, willing to take him uh-huh. compared to the other quarterbacks that are around i mean once your top quarterbacks go your aaron Rodgers, your pre-injury news andrew luck deshaun watson once these patrick mahomes once these guys are gone it it starts hitting the kyla murray baker mayfield like these are starting to be the guys you're looking at and i'm not sure if i'm willing to pull the trigger on kyla murray top five for a rookie quarterback on a team that I'm not super confident about. I think they do have some pieces to succeed, and and, and Kingsbury's being treated like an offensive guru. I could see mm-hmm. it. It's definitely not something I not only put my money on, but right, be willing to even predict. And that that's that's one thing. Like what you touched on, I don't know if I said it there whenever I I was giving my spill on it, but. Uh, unfortunately I won't have a lot of shares of Kyler Murray on my teams or in my leagues, you know, I may go, I, I may reach for him in one just so I can, um, can have him and know what that's like throughout the year because, you know, there's, there's a difference between watching someone throughout the year and seeing their fantasy implications and what they do in fantasy and then feeling that I think. So, 
I may I may reach for him in a league just so one you know I I can't have him because I'm excited uh, for him and uh, for fantasy now this season and in the future. But uh, but yeah, I mean th- this is uh, a bold prediction. I mean likely he what it, off the board I would say what is, it, is he going around the eighth quarterback or so something like that. Something like that. I would say your apprehensiveness into drafting Kyler Murray has less to do with Kyler Murray and has more to do with just overall draft strategy and understanding that 14 quarterbacks last year scored 25 points or more three different times. 14 different quarterbacks last year scored 25 points or more in a game. Yep. So why why take the shot early when you can? Yeah, he's so right now by screaming. Right now, I just looked it up here. According to Fantasy Football Calculator, um, which was a website, pretty neat website you can check out, he's going um, as the ninth quarterback off the board, um, which is like 804, which is still kind of a little – I mean, it's too early for me on Kyler. But, but yeah, I, I look forward to it. We'll we'll see. We'll track this, um, like you said, and and see where we're at at the end of the season on these. But you can go ahead with your first whenever you're ready. Your floor, the floor is yours, Mister Step. My first bold prediction is, I'm calling it a bold prediction. I, I think it is bold. I don't know how much of the fantasy world agrees with me or disagrees with me, but I am really high on mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, very high on Nick Chubb, and I think he is going to finish as a top five running back. Now, think about what that means. Think about the guys going early in in drafts right now. They're all running backs. You're talking about Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley. Okay, it was Melvin Gordon and Zeke, but we kind of see that changing. But then you have David Johnson, and I'm saying he's going to finish in line with these guys. Now, the reason is, He had 996 yards last year. Nothing too special, right? But he did have 5.2 yards per carry. That is huge. He's averaging half a first down every time he carries the football. And another amazing thing, he only had 16 touches. 16 total rushing attempts in the first six games. That is laughable. Yeah, that's laughable. (laughs) Six games, 16 touches, and ends up with 996 yards. If you extrapolate that out to an entire season, you're looking at a guy that's trending towards 1,250 rushing yards and over 10 touch rushing touchdowns. That's insane. Now, he does. he's not a huge pass catcher. Okay, He had about two touchdowns last year, two, recept- two receiving touchdowns last year, so I'm not really focusing on the pass catching ability, but he's going to be a true bell cow. A lot of people are worried about well, what happens when Kareem Hunt comes back. Okay, what happens? So Kareem Hunt is suspended for, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, eight games? Right. No, that's right. So eight games you have Nick Chubb as the bell cow. They just got rid of Duke Johnson. He's going to get all the work. And I think we all can agree that we assume the – Browns are going to have a prolific offense, correct? They're all everyone's excited for him. I mean, even if you're not a Browns fan, um, I, I I think yeah, 
everyone's pumped to see what's what's going to happen there. And one thing about Nick Chubb is, is he's not a compiler, and compilers scare me. And what that means is guys who get a load of work, and their load is so large that they just happen to produce fantasy-wise. For instance, Royce Freeman coming out of college was a compiler, meaning he got so much work that he happened to put up big numbers. But we saw the type of season that he had last year. He ended up being outproduced by Philip Lindsay, who I believe wasn't even drafted. So I, I am very weary of compilers, and that's not what Nick Chubb is. Nick Chubb has big play ability. Week four, he rushed the ball three times for 105 yards and two touchdowns. So not only is this a guy that's going to get massive workload, but he's also a guy who can break off big plays. I am so high on Nick Chubb that I think he is a first-round guy, and if it weren't for the tool that me and you like to use, ADP, I would draft him in the first round. And the only reason I'm not is because I'm betting on the chance that he happens to fall to me. And I, I am I am worshiping any god there ever was. I am praying to everything. I want Nick Chubb to fall to me in the second round. I want him so bad I would give my dog away. That's sure. how I feel about uh, Nick Chubb. I'm going to take that uh, that for my – which a great, great um, prediction. I, I'm big on Chubb. I don't know if I'm as high on Chubb as, as you are, but um, – one thing I wanted to talk about there that you you did mention, you know, you have the sixth pick in our draft. Um, so say that five running backs go off the board, hypothetically, you would that would mean that you would have to take you know Chubb, Nick Chubb there, and you know that's that's a spot where you said it's tough because you're like, well, what you know he could fall to me in the second round, but also you know after the season's over you could look back and be like, man. Why didn't I just go with my gut feeling there? So, yeah, I, mean, I understand the dilemma, though. Um, That's because... true. That's true. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, <clears throat> especially when you're talking about the top five running back and when you're right. talking about five running backs going potentially in the first five picks. Like, why wouldn't you take this guy? It's because it is a bold prediction. I do. Sure. This, this is a prediction I actually think is going to happen. I think you can you, lock it you in. You said top ten, right? Top five. Or did you say top five? Excuse me. That's what I meant. Right. Okay. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to pass on DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams, guys who are more likely exactly. to finish number one at their position. Right. To take Nick Chubb, especially when there's a very good chance, 40, 50% chance he does fall to me in the second round. For sure. And I just want to take a second and see where Chubb's going right now. Um, Looking at it, yeah, he right now is going right at the end of round two. So yeah, according to that, you know, you won't you won't get a shot at him, but maybe you never know. So keep your hopes up. But I, I like the I like the prediction there. I'm I will go ahead. Did Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on with the Browns or Chubb or any anything like that? Other than the fact that if you think the Browns are going to be such a good offense, which I do, then why would you not take? their elite bell cow running back. Why would you not yeah. bet on that guy? I'm with you. And 
Just the minute. I mean, again, you're you're higher you're higher on Chubb than you than I am. Which not saying I'm not not high on Chubb. I think he's going to be a great for fantasy this year. Great great for the Browns. But just to let everybody know, we we do have kind of a a bet going on with the the Browns, right? The eight and eight bet. Yes. Wait. Do we did we lock it right? in? Did you did you type I don't, that into I can't your remember. phone? Did you type that into I your can't phone? Remember. <laughs> I'll have to double check, but I remember we had the conversation. I just don't know if we did lock it in, but a number of months back, we, uh, you know, when all this started developing, especially after Odell came, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was you that came to me and was like, "Hey, Browns, Browns could definitely finish over eight and eight. And I was like, "I'll take the under." And I can't. I can't remember if we locked it. We'll we'll check in on that. Update you later. But I think hey, it was. A, I think we've locked in like ten dollars. If we're talking about locked in bets, so these are bets that you know I actually you know entered into my phone, so we can't forget them. Just real quick, Greg and I have a bet: Mahomes over 40, 40 and a half passing touchdowns for ten bucks. I got the over. Greg has the under. That's definitely something yep. we're going to be keeping track of. Yeah, and we're gonna make bets throughout the, throughout the year, throughout you know, in all of our, our podcasts. Maybe if we don't disagree, maybe if we disagree on something uh, on the pod, or a, a lot of the times we disagree out, and that's when the bet the bets usually come up. Uh, but we'll we'll try to inform everybody on those because those are those are fun for us, and I think they'll be fun for the pod too. Um, but yeah, well, uh, now now that I'm if if that's not locked in, I'm not so sure that you come back at me with that if I'm as confident in taking that. Just so you know. Well, just so you but know, if it's locked it's in, I'll table. stand by it. It's it's on. It's not locked in, but it's on the table. You want to take that bet? Right. Eight and eight. <laughs> I'll take the over. That nah, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to. Not right. Not at this point. Maybe I'll come back later and we'll, we'll revisit that. But I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, what I am going to do though, I'm going to jump into my second bold prediction. And a lot of people are going to call me a homer over this. I don't care. I'm excited. Carson Wentz. Finishes as the overall number one fantasy quarterback this year. Also throwing over 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. The dude's never thrown for over 4,000 yards in any of his seasons. A lot of which has been cut short, unfortunately. But, yes, that is my second bold prediction. What do you think? I'm all over that. I love it. (laughs) We we mentioned earlier that, or not earlier, but uh, at least the very first show maybe that I'm a huge right. Carson Wentz guy. Yeah, we did. When we did the mock draft episode, we, did we draft him? Yeah, we, I think we drafted I th- him. I think mock, we ended draft. up drafting him and, yeah. and I'm all over Carson Wentz. Now, a lot of people are going to say that he has this injury bug. I don't think sure. he's injury prone. I think he has bad luck. And remember one of those uh, injuries was an ACL that he got because he got hit. Okay. So that's right. not something I'm going to count against the guy. Okay. And this, in 2016, he threw for 3,700 yards. And then in 2017, he threw for 33 touchdowns. So I am all over him. He plays full 16 games. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Number yeah, one. I've heard a, yeah, I've heard a couple of people, um, not, not really say bad things, but I've heard a couple uh, of people mention, you know, that he hasn't thrown for over, thrown for over 4,000 yards, which of course is the case. Whenever you're you're playing, you know, 13 games. His rookie year came in. That wasn't a great year. He had 3,700 yards, which isn't bad for a rookie coming in, learning, you know, uh, rebuilding a team. Um, I, I'm they, they were they I mean they were 
in such a rebuild mode whenever Wentz came in. And for him to turn around and that whole team to turn around and get behind Doug Peterson, um, me being an Eagles fan, that the 2017, you, it doesn't get any better. That, that's what it's all about is winning the Super Bowl. But I want I want Wentz to actually lead us through, and I think this year uh, he will do that and finish number one overall. A lot of the reasons I do I think that is because of the weapons around him. I look at some of the other teams, um, and I'm I mean I would compare. The weapons around Wentz, or not even compare. I would say that he has almost better weapons than what Mahomes has around him. Um, coming in, Miles Sanders is. I th- he's from what I've seen on tape. I've looked at some of his college stuff and, and stats in college. He can be an explosive player. Wentz is going to need that out of the backfield. Um, Jordan Howard definitely will not be that explosive. That, that explosive player out of the backfield. So Myers, Miles Sanders, as long as he can stay healthy. That's going to take a lot off Wentz if, if he can be successful, whether that's dump off pass, uh, dump off passes, or even you know opening up the, the passing game uh, w- with some decent ground or decent yeah uh, ground yards. But not only to mention, but we have D Jacks back. I don't care how old how old the guy is, what you say about him, he can still take a top the top off uh, off of any defense in the league. And he is that that's another cat that's going to be fantasy relevant for some games. Um, I think we were talking about, I, I said that I think the Jacks will have around seven touchdowns or more this year, but, um, I, I have, I have such high hopes for wins, not even to mention Ertz, um, uh, an ascending Goddard Goddard's a, a I think he's going to emerge this year, not really take, uh, on that Ertz role yet. Definitely, but I think we're going to see him more on the field, especially in red zone situations. That's kind of how they um, used him last year uh, a few times, and he was successful. He's a big guy. He's athletic. Um, and, and the rookie coming in, uh, in in Whiteside, he's another player that I'm looking forward to. Um, I don't I don't imagine him being being you know fantasy relevant or anything, but he definitely doesn't take away anything in the offense. Um, and on top of that, you know, Hollins, he was, he was someone who was hurt last year early. Hollins is another, this this is a fast offense, man. This is going to be exactly what Doug Peterson, uh, this is why Doug Peterson has these guys. Um, I think it's just going to be, uh, a, a no, a no BS, um, hustle up, hustle offense. You know, it's going to, they're going to be, it's going to be so many passes, uh, or so many, so many passing plays back in, um, 2017 they had over 560 i think we'll, we'll see more than that this year but all of that is re- are reasons why you know I'm, I'm this is these are this is another this is my second bold prediction and i'm excited to for the season man we're getting such so close that i can almost smell it oh i know i i can't wait and going back to what you were saying you didn't even bring up um alshon Right. Yes. See, so many. I mean, Alshon. He's uh, he is he's really like especially fantasy for a lot of fantasy players out there. He is so easy to forget. It, even at me, at being an Eagles fan, I I just completely overlooked him in my rant there, and that was someone I definitely wanted to talk about because last year he sat out a lot with a, a, a healthy Alshon Jeffrey. Man, he is scary good, and he is still an elite receiver. Uh, in today's game he is he's a big he's a big guy he's a veteran 
you do have Deshaun who can take the top off a of defense. I mean, that speed is still there. I don't know if Deshaun's going to be a guy that I'm going to draft or even Alshon for that matter. However, this Eagles offense as a whole is going to produce. And I think if you're going to draft anybody, if you're going to draft anybody from this offense, it's Wentz. And I think it's Miles Sanders. Miles mm-hmm. Sanders could potentially be a guy that you kind of have to wait a couple weeks on until he really starts to take over that role. Jordan Howard is not a guy that's going to bust wide open a play. He's more, he is more of a compiler while Miles Sanders can be electric. And I think Miles Sanders is a guy that can handle, you know, RB one, um, RB one, an RB one role. I do. Right. I, I, I like Miles Sanders. You're going to have to hold out a few weeks. So if you draft him, be patient, sit, sure. wait, just wait on him. He's going to bang. Yeah. I, I think like, like you said, I, in my, my head, I'm, if I draft someone like a Miles Sanders, who I think is going to be fantasy relevant, whether that's the middle of the year or on, but he could also, I mean, he could, he could surprise everyone and they come out week one and him just feel that number one role. I don't think it will happen, but it's definitely a possibility. So you never know you, if depending on where he falls, Miles Sanders could be the steal of this draft. Oh, yes, I completely agree. And he's a guy I've actually been passing on in positions where it would be mm-hmm. – in spots where it would be a good position for me to take him, I have been passing on him because of the fear that I may have to wait a couple of weeks. I think I need to get past that. I, th- I think, you know, like I said earlier, green lights go, uh, Miles yeah. Sanders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Well, that's my, that's my second one. Again, uh, Carson Wentz. Finishes number one overall fantasy quarterback. Both of my predictions were were on quarterbacks. I didn't plan that out. Those were just two things that I felt real passionate about and I really wanted to talk about on this podcast. This was a podcast that we were pretty excited about. We wanted to do three. Um, and honestly, looking at how long how long we're running right now, it's, it's I think it's a good thing that we didn't because you know the we, I was really really wanting to talk these about these two mainly. Um, but I'm excited to hear your your second. Bring what's what's your second, Chandler? My second is a true bold prediction in every sense of the word. This is something that has a lot of high hopes attached. Okay, because this not only is this a bold prediction, but this is also about a player who could potentially fall to me in the first round. So this could potentially be my number one pick. Okay, at the sixth spot in the first round. This is my guy. David Johnson (laughs) will set the single-season reception record for a running back. That's a bold prediction. Now, who holds the record now? Christian McCaffrey with 107 receptions in a season. That is a massive number. That is a massive number. But uh, DJ had 80 back in 2016. Um, Mm -hmm. And he he did have 50 last year, but 2016 was like the year that like – David Johnson became a household name. Everybody wanted to target him. He had that wrist injury 2017. Uh, and then last year, he, he had a good year. I think we talked about it last pod. He had a good year. He did have 50 receptions, uh, but he was on a trash team. On okay? the worst offense. On the worst offense in the league, hands down. Dude, they were terrible. And, and they've had a makeover since, not only with you know drafting mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, bringing in a new coach in Kingsbury. A lot could change, and Kingsbury is going to use DJ all over the field. Okay, I see him getting, you know, close to four hundred and four hundred and fifty total touches, 
So that's, you know, receptions and rushing attempts. I'm mm-hmm. all over him. And they they have guys. So this offense has Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, who is a vet, but they're going to lean on David Johnson. David Johnson is going to be the guy that's going to come in and he's really going to make life much easier for Kyler Murray. If you can establish the running game, if you're able to set up the screen plays, get your uh, back out of the backfield in flats or coming over the middle in that empty space when your middle linebacker and uh, outside linebacker diverge to guard receivers and here comes David Johnson right over the middle. I mean, he is going to be the cornerstone of this offense. And you can definitely even picture Kyler Murray and David Johnson running, you know, the option occasionally or that, or that read run, like sure. I'm all over David Johnson. I think they're going to lean on him. They're getting the ball in space, any chance they get, he's hungry. And they said that they, the Cardinals came out and said, you know, they're going to try and run 90 plays a game. So the opportunity <laughs> is there. He's an elite pass catcher. He's an elite uh, runner of the football all over all over him 107 107 receptions is high but i definitely think it is achievable yeah no i 100 i think there are two players two running backs um since it is the running back record who could do that one and is the one who holds the guy who holds, holds it himself uh in christian mccaffrey and the other one in my mind would be david johnson there that's a, that's a, that's a mountain of a number so i'm looking forward to watching that but yeah i think he has to get involved in the offense um, much, much more this year. I think he will be as well with Kingsbury coming in. Um, you know, looking like it's easy on the outside looking in what went wrong last year. And I think that's going to be off, uh, obvious. And, you know, we they they have to get their, their star player, their star running back more involved into that offense. Um, yeah, I've Mountain of a number, <laughs> very bold prediction. Huge number, huge number. I mean, I would take. Yeah. If if you tell if you tell me a receiver is going to catch 107 passes, you know, yeah. I'm all over him. You tell me a running back's going to do that, and then he's going to run the football. Oh, yeah. Please give that to me. That's the first. That's the first round. That's number one draft pick. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, and uh, so that's our that's our two uh, two predictions. Was it was there anything else on that prediction that you wanted to touch on? On that particular uh, no. prediction, yeah. no. But okay. if he falls to you in the first rounds and Christian McCaffrey's gone and you have the second, third, fourth pick, do not be afraid to pull the trigger on David Johnson. Oh, I have I have my guys. Don't don't you worry about that. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> those are uh, our picks. And we I wanted to touch on one thing before we, we closed out here, and I think you know what that's going to be. But just to uh, quickly go over our predictions – I'll go over mine, then you'll mention yours again. My number one was Kyler Murray finished as a top five fantasy quarterback. Again, I think that is uh, that's in four point leagues only. Again, that's where touchdowns for uh, passing touchdowns for quarterbacks only account for four points. Six points a little bit different. Um, and then my second one, Carson Wentz finishes number one overall fantasy quarterback. So those are my two. What were your two again? Got Nick Chubb going in the top five running backs uh, and David Johnson setting single season reception record for running backs. And in a PPR league, that's massive. 
Bold, bold. I like it. Okay. We and the did. La- <laughs> yes. Now the 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 thing I wanted to touch on, and I yes, if you wanted to, if you want to lead us off with it, because this was kind of something that you mentioned to me. You were we we had a conversation out of it. So go ahead and kick us off about it. Bro, we got so heated during this argument at work today. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, Greg and I work for the same company. And because of that, there's this little IM chat where we have the ability to communicate with one another. So, of course, what do we do with 90% of our day? We yes. talk football. Yes. And this is something that came up. Uh, so, as we know, Duke Johnson was traded to uh, the Houston Texans. Which we meant to go back. Don't mean to interrupt. We meant to. We should have mentioned that in the news. But I'm glad we're doing it here. But go ahead. So, this... I'm all over Duke Johnson now. I mean, I, I think that now this is a fringe bold prediction. And what I mean by that, by that is that it's so bold that I'm not quite confident enough to make it, you know, my status, you know, my two bold predictions. But this hey, is a fringe br- prediction listen, that I Listen, had. brother, you told me earlier it wasn't that bold. <laughs> you said this isn't that bold of a prediction. <laughs> but okay, you know I, what? No, it, it's not that bold. Whatever. <laughs> Duke Johnson finishing in the top 12 for running backs PPR running yeah running backs PPR i there's like i told you earlier there's a, uni- a universe a dimension where that happens i don't foresee it i don't foresee it. i, I think he's going to be a, a i think he's going to help the team more than he'll help your fantasy team so i think he's going to help the texans more so than he'll help any any fantasy team i i'm not really taking any shots depends on maybe where he falls, I don't even. I have no idea where he's going ADP wise right now. Let me see. You can go ahead and talk a little bit more about it. And I'll see if I can't pull that up. Yeah. So Duke Johnson, a top twelve running back. Guys like Philip Lindsay and Tariq Cohen finished thirteen and eleven respectively. And I think Duke Johnson is better than both of them. He, in my opinion, aside from James White, uh, he's the best football catching running back in the league. And the Texans are going to be a very good offense they're a fast team and he's going to be used now he's not going to score many touchdowns I I really don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and get you 10 11 12 touchdowns I think he's going to catch the ball a ton I got him around you know the 75 80 reception mark and then he's also going to run the football occasionally you get him around you know 250 300 yards rushing get him around that you know 800 yards receiving mark Hopefully he can sneak into the end zone four or five times and he's not playing behind a true bell cow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lamar Miller has been the guy who's been getting most of the work because they haven't had much back there. And and Lamar Miller is solid. I'm not trying to sit here and trash Lamar Miller, but this is going to be a situation to where Duke's going to get Duke's going to be in there every third down, Mm -hmm. just about every single third down. And then he's also going to steal touches in the first and second down. Any any type of uh, shotgun situation, um, some single back situations, Duke Johnson's going to be in there. Now, don't get me wrong. Lamar Miller's going to get his work. Right. But his fantasy relevance is dramatically decreasing because of the pickup. And they, and they traded a fourth-round pick for Duke Johnson. And a fourth-round pick in the NFL, you know, that's not like the NBA. They expect the fourth rounder to eventually produce. So they're giving up, you know, a future guy for Duke Johnson now. And that says something. They're very confident in him and they're going to use him. They paid for him. 
they're going to use him. So I found where that where he's going right now on again fantasy football calculator uh, is at the ten oh eight. So he's going tenth round, eighth pick. That is a whole four rounds, or excuse, yeah, whole four rounds after Lamar Miller, who, you know, if you're a, if if you're Chandler, you really like that value. I bet you really like hearing that right now. I think that's going to go up. I don't think that's going to stay at that ten oh eight. Um, but I, th- I hope it stays. I hope it's. I don't think I, I don't, want yeah. it. I'm targeting. Yeah. Well, it won't in our league now. So there's right. that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I again, I like Duke. I like I like Duke. Whenever he was, you know, a couple years back, um, I remember. I think we were sitting at beat ups and we were watching a Browns game, and we we were talking about Duke Johnson then. So I'm kind of flashing. You know, I've been having flashbacks to that conversation all day. But um, so here we are. You know, two years later, he's a Texan, and I don't know what's gonna happen, but I, you know, like, I'm just not that high. I don't see, I don't see top twelve potential, and and the reason being, uh, I just see too many, too many other weapons there. Uh, I don't see an, enough opportunities. I think they trust and lean on Lamar Miller too much. Duke Johnson's is kind of the odd duck out, and on that team for me again, not saying that he's not gonna be on in on those third down, third down situations, even some of the shot, most of the shotgun situations, as you mentioned, but. Um, I think more often than not, you know, they're going to go at uh, look, look uh, towards someone or look look at someone that you know they they know and trust. But let's but we'll see. Let's put your feet to the fire. So, where did you say Lamar Miller is currently going ADP wise? Lamar, yeah, Lamar Miller is going right now six oh five, so sixth round, fifth pick. And you said Duke's going ten point nine, ten oh ten oh eight, ten oh eight. Okay, so. Yeah. Who who would you rather take, Lamar Miller at his ADP or Duke Johnson at his in so, the fifth round? Yeah, j- so it, for me, I have to look at who else is going around Lamar Miller first. Uh, looking at what I'm, you know, again on fantasy football calculator, uh, Eckler's going right there at the same spot. Give me Lamar Miller over Eckler every time. Tariq Cohen going a little bit, a couple spots before at six oh one. Uh, Kenyon Drake, he's really falling down. I'm I'm avoiding Drake at this point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor poor Drake. But yeah, if you if you tell me T- Tariq Cohen, Lamar Miller, Austin Eckler in the sixth, or potential upside the you know the upside with Duke Johnson the tenth, give me that upside all day. No, absolutely, and, yeah. and therefore I, I just won the debate because no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not that's not what I said. So we're gonna close out. No, <laughs> no, no. Like uh, I don't know. It's just, that's maybe maybe you should have made that one of your bold predictions. I mean, it's I just don't well, see I was it going happening. to like until I, said, I talked to you. Yeah, well, sorry, should have made it. You want it one of yours? I told you it was your prediction. Do what you want, man. It's I'm more world. confident in my other two. It's your world to burn. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, unless you want to throw anything else out there, um, the last thing I kind of want to say is, you know, we're again, I want to mention this is our third episode. We've been pretty consistent with our, our weekly episodes. We should have mentioned it mentioned at the, the, the first, but you can follow us on, on Twitter. Uh, and on Facebook, on Facebook, we're the the GNC Fantasy Football Show. Uh, at Twitter, you can add us G, GC underscore FF Show. We would appreciate any of that. You can also find us on YouTube. We're on all of your major platforms: Apple and Google Podcasts. 
You can find us. Just search for us. Listen, follow, subscribe. We're probably we're gonna try to go to whenever season starts. We're gonna try to go to two episodes uh, a week, right? Are we are we gonna try to do that? I would love to. I'll do everything that I can to make that happen. But it's tough, guys. We do work, you know, nine yeah. to five, Monday through Friday. So that that means weekends are booked up. Yeah, Wednesdays are the days that we have blocked out. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I don't really want to call it the mom and pop of, of fantasy football, but I mean, we do our own research. We don't have anyone checking us. We check ourselves. You know, there's a couple of mistakes I actually wanted to touch on that we had last week. We said we the Derek Carr injury. He, I think we said that he broke his arm. He actually broke his legs. Um, also, last week we failed to mention that Herndon was or is on a six was it six game suspension. Six game suspension. Yeah, so I mean, like we made some mistakes, and we we will. We'll, like I said, we'll get better. Um, but we don't have anyone checking us, and we 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 only check ourselves. We check each other throughout. Um, but you know, we, we'll we'll try to improve throughout. We appreciate any support again. Other than that, Chandler, do you have anything to add? Peace. Peace.